Hello, friends, and welcome again to another episode of the Potluck Podcast. I'm joined tonight by just one of my co-hosts, Matt Hensley. Uh, Jared Cornut is busy celebrating family, one of his children's birthday, and so we miss him tonight, but glad to have my favorite New Mexican, soon-to-be Texan again, Matt Hensley, on the pod with me tonight. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, we learned our lesson not to record in faith. Uh, we we recorded an early episode last week for Not Another Baptist podcast. It was going to go live on Friday. It was all about how great the NAM Replant Summit was, uh, which is all fun and games until Kyle comes down with COVID and uh, all of his part was a complete bald-faced lie because Kyle, no, he did not get up and preach on surviving and thriving under massive debt. Uh, so anyway, we, we made up for that. We just recorded a great episode uh, that's going to go live on Friday about five keys to survive and thrive in rural ministry uh, that I think you're going to enjoy some of the things I think you already do. And, uh, but it's, they're, they're lifesavers when it comes, especially in small town ministry. And uh, so life is good for a brief moment. I am here. We're recording this on Saturday. I just got back from a drive from Odessa, which was a drive from El Paso to Odessa for a funeral on the way back uh, from my trip to Atlanta. And so I'm here for my final Sunday uh, that's going to take place on August 29th. Uh, so a couple of days before this goes live. And then uh, when this does go live, Lord willing, I will be in Dallas uh, for a get together for associational mission strategists. And uh, so life is good. I'm just ready to not be getting on planes anymore for at least a little while. So how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, uh, although I am soon to get on a plane. I, I believe that all three of us will be in the state of Texas at the same time then. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. I don't know if Texas can hold us. Uh, it's a pretty big place. I think it can. I think it can can handle it. It's handled oh, a lot in the past. Sasquatch. Sasquatch, big dude. Well, it's true. <laughs> but we are not here to talk about Texas and how well things are going there. Uh, if you have been paying attention to international news here lately, uh, you know that there is a great deal of conflict involving uh, the United States and what is currently going on in Afghanistan. And it has been quite the mess, but uh, one of the, the blessings, I think, and the benefits that we've seen, I've read a report that uh, all of our IMB personnel that were there have been pulled out, uh, but they are not the only ones have left. Others are leaving as well. And we as Southern Baptists are missional people. Uh, that's why we call ourselves Great Commission Baptist as well. And so we're trying to get ahead of the ball and make some plans and preparations to know how to pray and how to prepare uh, for these incoming uh, Afghan refugees. Matt, you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on, how we can pray, and, and what's going on? Yeah, so on the uh, Baptist Press article that we will be linking in the show notes, the executive committee has partnered with Send Relief and issued a prayer guide uh, for those of us really regarding uh, the situation in Afghanistan. And I think even today, uh, there was a dire warning that came out from President Biden about the likelihood of some more attacks. And so these are some uh, simple ways that we can pray, certainly individually, but I think also a value to do so corporately as churches. And, uh, and I think it would just be 
you know, helpful just to share some of those. Pray for the Afghan people as they navigate political unrest, violence, and persecution. Pray that they may find peace in Christ among overwhelming circumstances. And it really goes on from there that God would intervene and glorify his name in this tragic situation, that Afghan believers whose lives are being threatened by this new regime, uh, that we would pray for them, asking God to give them courage and strength, and many more. And all of these are helpful things that either you could break up throughout the week, do it all at once, uh, you know, send it out in your church emails, whatever it may be, uh, but to really have a posture of prayer, because many of us that are listening to this are probably not getting on a plane anytime soon to go to Afghanistan. And though that would be uh, great and a great calling and so forth, we're certainly not minimizing that. But most that are listening to this are pastors here in the U.S. and may not find themselves in Afghanistan, but we can still pray. And uh, and so we can see on the news, we've seen on social media, the unrest and everything that is happening. And it is scary uh, what is taking place. Uh, and so sometimes we can feel powerless. Uh, but one of the great things we have as Christians is the ability to pray. And uh, so it'd be great during this time to lift up our brothers and sisters and those that are uh, just residents of Afghanistan and certainly for the Taliban. I think there were a few of our guys, maybe Shane Pruitt or some of those guys that had shared something like maybe there is a Paul among the Taliban, you know, somebody that could be radically saved and, and lives changed in miraculous ways. And so we can certainly pray for that, pray for the Taliban, uh, that they will turn to Christ. And, uh, and so all of these things are things that would be helpful to do when we feel perhaps a little powerless on our side of what is going on over there. There's also a few other things about a multi-church uh, outreach ministry that's gearing up for some of the Afghan uh, refugees, and uh, and I believe that is out of the Nashville, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to say this name, uh, Tuscullum Hills Baptist Church. Pastor Terry Dale Higgins says they all know about the big blue cross. Now, what is that about? What are they working together to do? Yes, yeah, so I I'm, would probably butcher the uh, pronunciation of that church as well, but I would probably pronounce it a little different that you and I uh, radically disagree on a lot of different things. So uh -huh. uh, the pronunciation of a, a church name outside of Nashville does not surprise me at all. Uh, this, this church here, uh, as well as some others around them, uh, recognize the uh, diversity that is already taking place uh, around the Nashville area, and they're making preparations, they say, as more than likely many will come to Afghanistan. There's already a, a large Kurdish population in the Nashville area. They don't know who's coming, what's coming, but they're working together with another church, Forest Hills Baptist Church um, in Brentwood, and with Nashville First Baptist, a church that many of us are familiar with from the annual meeting this past year, just preparing uh, for refugees who may be coming in, uh, kind of dovetailing some ministry that they've already had with refugees and immigrants from around the country uh, or, or from around the world that have come and already made their way to Nashville. And so I, I think this is a great story. The churches are already opening up, already being prepared for these people that are being displaced, many of them uh, leaving with nothing uh, and coming with nothing. I think we've all seen the video of the desperation of some folks to try to get out of Afghanistan uh, before the Taliban completely uh, took over. And so I, I know for us in North Carolina, I was at a meeting uh, this past week and we were talking about how we've been told in North Carolina, 80 families 
different refugee families from Afghanistan are coming, perhaps 40 to the Triangle and 40 to the Triad. And we're talking about how we as North Carolina Baptists and our churches can be prepared to receive those people and welcome them with gospel hospitality. Uh, I preached this past Sunday on spiritual gifts, and one of those gifts uh, is, in fact, hospitality, uh, to be warm and welcoming and caring and providing for people. And so not only can we pray, we can put hands and feet to those prayers as well. Yeah. I love the quote, everything we do, that is our end goal, to share the gospel and then enable them to share the gospel with their family and friends, whether they're here or whether they come here from Burma, Thailand, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Afghanistan, really wherever they come. When they come, it is an opportunity served up on a silver platter to advance the kingdom and to make disciples. And uh, and one of the ways that we as Southern Baptists try to do that is through the cooperative program. Uh, Many of us, as I shared earlier, we may not be going to Afghanistan, but we can uh, send money and send prayers to be able to raise up missionaries and church planters all across the country, all around the globe. And we've seen some increases uh, among the cooperative program, particularly in Mississippi and Texas with some budget increase, and also in North Carolina with an additional restructure. And uh, so that one hits home for you. So let's start with North Carolina and just share your thoughts as a North Carolina pastor, one that has already been hanging out a little bit with Todd Unzicker, a friend of the pod. Uh, Tell us about the CP increase there and the restructure, what they're trying to do uh, to, to navigate the days and the years ahead in North Carolina. Sure, be, be glad to do that. I actually serve our state's executive committee, so I was one of the folks that voted on this budget proposal and restructuring of our state convention. Of course, we've had a major shift in leadership as Milton Hollyfield, who led us for uh, so long, retired, and now as Todd has taken the helm, and uh, his thing was to just listen and pray for 100 days before making any major changes, and so there's been some strategic changes that will be proposed. Uh, of course, what's going on with us, as well as Mississippi and Texas, will all have to be voted on by our state conventions when they gather for their annual meetings. But our proposal of, is to shift some things in budget around to increase uh, cooperative giving to increase by 2%, which is a pretty large percentage. Uh, when you, you factor out how much money that is across the board, uh, we've, we've got some structural shifts as far as leaderships go with the executive leadership of our state convention. Um, uh, one of the articles that you can read, uh, we'll put, we can put it in the show notes as well. Uh, Seth Brown, who was leading the Biblical Recorder as editor, is going to be working for our state convention now with convention relations. And so some shifts in, in not only staff, but also strategy uh, on how to reach, equip, uh, and strengthen and encourage our churches. Uh, and not just within the state of North Carolina, by increasing our cooperative program giving to help with the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board as well. Awesome. And also in Southern Baptist news regarding budgeting and giving and so forth, Mississippi and Texas see some increases and anticipate a strong CP. All of these things, of course, we throw down in the show notes for you to be informed about what is going on across the SBC. Uh, But in Mississippi, uh, Clinton, Mississippi, though it says Senton, Mississippi, I haven't heard of that town, so I'm wondering if that might be a typo. Uh, I could be wrong. But anyway, the executive committee there uh, unanimously approved an additional $50,000 for Southern Baptist Sin Relief Ministry to be used to respond to the twin crises in Haiti and Afghanistan. And then we also saw their, uh, you know, their other giving and so forth and how they were unanimously approving 
uh, to send the full convention board, which may, met later that same day, a proposed 2022 CP budget totaling over $30 million, an increase of 6% over their 2021 budget. And uh, But what is great about that is in the 2022 budget, there's an increase to what the state convention is going to send to the national cooperative program uh, from the current 38% to a proposed 39%. And it might be easy to say, well, that's just 1%. Uh, but, but look at that number there uh, of their entire budget of 30 million dollars and that one percent is a significant chunk of change and also in texas they maintained their 55 percent which is an incredible cp allocation but they were also able to increase their budget and so it seems like maybe some of these are states that are strong after the covid 19 pandemic and so forth and they are showing that perhaps in their budget at least the giving is strong and they're going to be able to do some incredible things. And so we want to celebrate that. But now I'm kind of excited about this. Our Southern culture topic today is what? Something that is highly sought after that has caused fights between siblings and grandchildren when people have died. Uh, something that many people would seek to inherit. Uh, we're not talking about money. We're not talking about gold buried in the backyard. No, we are talking about recipe cards. So I'm excited that you're excited about Southern Culture Topic because you're from California, yeah. living in New Mexico, yeah. heading back to Texas where you were raised. And so if you're excited about something, uh, it might be worth being excited about. Yeah, so that rarely happens, of course. Most of these things, I don't even know what y'all are talking about. But on recipe cards, I know about this because one, my mom lives by them. And we've got recipe cards kind of strewn about on the stove and she kind of rotates through some of her favorites. But what I'm really uh, pumped about is that Rebecca, as a going away gift from the church, uh, one of our members organized the entire uh, church body to gather up recipe cards for her. And, uh, and so she's putting together a big recipe book for Rebecca and uh, some of these things are some of her favorite meals or certain favorite desserts that we've liked over the few years that we've been here. And uh, so we're really excited to kind of compile that together and have a little special way to remember Mayhill Baptist uh, specifically through our stomach. Uh, so I guess since you came up with this topic, though I was pretty excited about it, what, uh, what, what are your, your two cents for it or your two ingredients for it? Well, I don't have any recipe cards, uh, which is probably problematic. Uh, I've had folks many times ask me for the recipe for my barbecue sauce. Uh, and I've had people ask me many times for my barbecue rub recipe. However, uh, the first lady has a lot of recipe cards that she has written and has filled out of recipes that she enjoys making, recipes that I enjoy eating. Uh, she actually has the cards in a book. It's like a so the only thing I can compare it to is like a, a trading card book where the recipe cards fit into a little, little plastic protectors inside of a binder. And so those are coveted. But I, I've seen so many people who have recipe cards that belong to their parents or their grandparents. And they're, they're typically stained, you know, whatever it is. If, if it's something that has tomatoes in it, it's probably got some red stains on it or, uh, you know, baking stuff with chocolate smears and those kinds of things. And um, I had a friend of mine, his mom to this day would never give me a recipe for some brownies that she made. Uh, it was on this 
recipe card that was kept secret. And so they're, they're kind of a neat thing to, to pass on, to be able to share uh, with others. If you're willing to share your recipes, sometimes they may be very secretive. Other times they may not be, but uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty neat thing to be able to pass those things along. And when you get old like I am, you need all the help that you can get to remember what is written down rather than to try to file it away in your brain. That's a very good point. Well, cool. So we got things to pray for and we got things to celebrate. And uh, thank you for tuning in. Why don't you send us out? Well, friends, thank you for joining us again at another episode of the Potluck Podcast. We hope that you've had your fill. We hope that you've had your full and that you can write a recipe down and share it with somebody else and that you'll come back and join us again. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.